What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner. This is Wait Sunday. This is your boy Trump. And I'm Sebastian. And today, you know what time it is. New tunes for the people like you. Every week, in and out, 2023. Uh, pretty mixed week. Pretty diverse week as well. Uh, you'll see what we mean when we get into this thing. But for now, let's kick things off here with uh, an artist called uh, Wick of Face Springs Eternal and his self-titled album. Uh, let's have Trent take it away. Yeah, so... I, I I had a friend of mine because uh, I asked him uh, about like different genres and stuff. We were just talking, and I was like, "Yeah, this week I got uh, Wicca Face Springs Eternal." I'm like, "Never heard of them," but apparently uh, my buddy had heard of them, and he was like, "Yeah, they're not they're not too bad." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." Then I went into this, and I was like, "Too bad in in this." Yeah. It it definitely was interesting. Um, I don't know what kind of music exactly uh, he makes because what he's got like two two albums, I think. Something like that. Uh, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like this one. Oh no! Actually, he has. Uh, it looks like he has like six. He actually has six. Six. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I thought it was something. I'm I wasn't sure. Uh, definitely not first though. We'll say that. Um. Yeah, I I honestly didn't even know what to think. It was it was just really jumbled of like a nice like jumbled mash of acoustics and like dream pop beats, which was very weird. Uh and honestly didn't work that well. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh yeah, I don't I don't even know what you could do to like help this out. Because there really there really is nothing. It's just it's just weird. It, it, even though I think what it was like forty-one minutes, I think, or forty minutes, like it felt like two hours of my life was just gone when I listened to it. Like I just don't even remember it. It's fucking gone. I was like, wow, that that tells you a lot about this one. Uh, yeah, I I wound up giving it a four out of ten. It's it just because like some of some of like the little like nuance in like one or two songs, I was like, okay, it's not bad, uh, and I didn't mind like some of the acoustic stuff but overall it just honestly not worth it in my opinion yeah uh i'm gonna have to agree too uh this was not it here's the thing though that i was just looking into like right now that is really catching me off guard and it's that uh this uh the, the singer here known as adam um mickle mickle i don't know how that's a weird last name is the uh vocalist a uh, former vocalist of the band tiger's jaw who are uh an indie emo pop punk kind of group that i, th- I think we covered one time in 2021 with their i won't care how you remember me album and uh i'm a little flabbergasted right now because i did not realize that this was like any guy in any way associated with like that <laughs> <laughs> and um i mean I-, I thought he was like a member of drain game if i'm gonna be honest with like you know like blady and uh fucking uh uh break-ins uh, no not break-ins uh, um uh the other the the one dude who uh we covered oh oh, oh uh young lean young lean oh, like that yeah. that group yeah because the vocal style here is very similar to the jonathan Leendor album uh that we reviewed earlier in fact it's actually pretty damn close especially with the whole like you know the, the dance synth wavy kind of thing going on here, you know, inspired 
Uh, but uh, and honestly, I will say this is actually not as bad, uh, but not by much because wow, this was still a, a rough ride to get through. Um, really, it's the whole thing ruined by vocals, and that's just like the thing that brings it down. I mean, like everything else sounds pretty fine, pretty standard to par, if you will, with like what I would expect the style of music to sound like. But my god, it sounds whiny. It sounds horrible, and don't even get me started on some of those acoustic tracks because, my God, that's where it really shines with how horrible these vocals are. It's it's rough. It's a rough 41 minutes. I don't even blame you, Trent, for saying that it feels like almost forever practically with yeah. this one because, yeah, it is a rough ride. But, um, hey, if, if he's on album number six, then he he might he must have something going on for him uh, with a fan base of sorts because wow I'm I'm impressed and he st- his debut was in 2013 isn't that something he's come out with six albums like in that span of time crazy but uh, hey good for him if he has like some sort of fan base going with this emo hip hop kind of thing whatever you want to call it uh, four and a half out of ten for me though overall it's just not memorable it's bad vocals and yeah not the worst thing in the world like i said that jonathan lean door album he's got the far worse vocals on that one compared to adam here or wicca phase if you will but no it's just it's still not it it's still not it but uh yeah sebastian take it away next i i don't know man this is just one of the like more boring albums we listen to uh as Trent and Nate both already stated, the vocals are not, they're not really like it, the worst thing in the world, but there's no emotion, there's no anything to it. It sounds a lot like that break-ins album, except like not as good of instrumentals um, and Blade and stuff like that, just like vocally. I'm not a big fan of that style at all. Uh, honestly, like another one, I'll, I'll throw up just one more uh, little comparison. Sounds like if just dream the the minecraft guy decided to like make like old town road but like a whole bunch of times over and make it all sad boy (laughs) i don't know uh because he was trying to go for like this like country vibe and stuff like that riding off into the sunset but like sad and it just reminds me of dream honestly because it's just like there's no emotion to it. It's processed up to the highest bit possible. And not even in like a, a hyper pop kind of way where it's like kind of part of the appeal. But like it, there's not really anything going for it. It's just the like most stock kind of shit possible. Like this is like the kind of shit you would be selling royalty free. Or not even selling, but you know what I mean. Just give it out royalty free. Um, Yeah, it, it's it's just it's very basic, very middle of the road. Uh, I'll be surprised if someone brings this up to me even like a day from now and if I can remember a single track. I listened to this probably like two hours ago and I don't remember a single word from a single track. It was just so not memorable. So I'm giving this one another four and a half as well. Yeah, I don't blame you. I literally listened to this like just to refresh in my mind. Not even fully, but just like a couple tracks to see like, you know, what exactly it was and maybe something specific that I didn't like, but it's just the vocals and everything else is just so boring and uninteresting. Like, yeah, but Hey, what are you going to do? They can't all be winners. Right. Uh, which speaking of which moving on to our next album here, uh, we got an album from sexy red titled 
Hood Hottest Princess. Um, yeah, so this is a, uh, a, a, a Missouri rapper. Actually, wow, I didn't expect that one. Uh, Sexy Red, I've never heard of her prior, only heard about this album that came out. Uh, second mixtape ever, actually. Uh, and really, like, second release, period. Like, not including singles or anything, but in terms of, like, albums, EPs, mixtapes, whatever. Second one ever. Um, and it's uh, bad. It's, pre- it's pretty bad. And uh, the things that really ruin this about that is not really much of like, you know, the explicit content, the, you know, nasty hoe type style thing, if you will, of like, you know, whatever she's rapping about. That's not even like the beginning of it. For It's how fucking monotone she is on this entire project. There's not a single song on here that even sounds like she wants to be on the track. You know, it just sounds like she was just like, yeah, I guess I'll do it, whatever. You know, like she just woke up and then she just decided to throw down some bars, but like wasn't even trying. Like the most memorable thing on this whole thing will probably be Pound Town with uh, Nicki Minaj on there. I'm pretty sure that was what the track was. Um, And and it's even like the like the lyrics on this one were uh, what got me. And the the whole uh, I'm out of town thugging with my rounds, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. I actually cringed at that bar. I didn't even, like, laugh or anything. I was actually just like, why the hell would you say that? Why is that, like, a line in your song? I don't I, I don't get it, you know? And what's even, like, wilder to me is that Nikki actually carries the track and saves it by, you know, a, a tiny bit, you know? I mean, it's not the best thing ever, but, like, I'm not really, like, you know, banking on Nicki Minaj to save any sort of, like, track in general. But, like, I mean, her bar was pretty fine. And, like, when she said, like, a very similar line on there, I thought, okay, well, that actually, like, the way she's saying it, the way she's rapping it, sounds like something that, like, I would hear from a Nicki Minaj song and makes sense, you know? But not with Sexy Red, not on any of these tracks here. It's just all very bland trap beats, you know, and just very monotone uh, bars throughout this whole thing. And that's that's really all you get. I mean, it's 30 minutes, so I guess not terribly long. But, like, my God, I can't, like, I can't stand that. It's, it's monotone. I'm bored. Like, it's not good. It sounds awful. Well, I am maybe not awful, but it definitely sounds like it could be incredibly better than what it already is if you just put some sort of, like, I don't know, like, anything on your vocals add some like you know hyperbole to it add some fucking i don't know add a funny language to it you know a funny accent i don't fucking know like it's something to spice it up a bit i mean what's so hot about this hood i don't know i didn't see it on here so with that this was my worst album of the week at a four out of ten uh i can only hope that since she's early in her career she will only improve but uh, only time will tell on that one. So to be continued. Sebastian, take it away next. Yeah, it's pretty boring in like the in the vocal category. But I will say it's at least like memorable because like how badly produced it is. <laughs> um, like they there's like a, a like a trend in like a lot of like um, how should I say like more uh, more like you know mixtape kind of rapping where like they'll add like a vocal doubler but like 
for some reason, if you don't mix it right, well, not even for some reason, if you just don't fucking mix it right, it'll sound like one voice is constantly offbeat while the other one is on beat. And it just kept going throughout every song. With, oh, um, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Because it's like a doubler plus an echo. So, like, it's trying to make her voice sound bigger, but it makes her voice sound like she's offbeat. And uh, it she's not, like, terribly offbeat. It's not like a Pooh Shiesty situation or uh, uh, La Tyler and <laughs> stuff like that. It, it's close. It's very, very close. Um, I will say, though, some of these lyrics had me laughing, not for the right reasons. Uh, I mean, like, she was talking about how, like, she was, like, I got. I was walking like I got the clap, but I, you know, I'm clean though. And I'm like, I, I mean, if you gotta mention that, are are you clean though? Are you <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, obviously, be liberated sexually. I am very much a big fan of that type of stuff. But when you're when you're saying some gross ass bars like this, and I'll say the same thing about dudes that say this kind of shit. Like, don't brag like you got the clap walk. <laughs> like it's just like the most backwards ass shit you could like brag about and like i don't know and like talking about like uh just how much like you getting shit and fucking and stuff and like don't talk shit about my baby daddy in prison like i mean like i've just heard it done before and a lot more charismatically um if you want some good shit like that i'm gonna keep saying glorilla is always it uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Missouri is not popping off here. I'm sorry, Sexy Red. Um, you have a very sexy 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10. There you have Trent? Uh, I gave this absolute banger a negative 1 out of 10. Ooh. Um, because, man, uh, very, very laughable uh, album here. <laughs> uh, I, as, <laughs> I can't fucking stand uh like pound town too like it i it just cracked i had to pause it because i was laughing so fucking hard at my coochie pink my booty hole brown like when i gotta pause a song crack up and do you know like the lean back lap with a clap like you know what i'm talking about oh yeah it yeah it, it it's just it's too much you know uh that's really like the only highlight I got to admit on the entire album. Like honestly, I will say though, I I didn't mind Nicki Minaj. I think that was probably like the best thing to come out of this album. Uh, yeah, it's it's just not good. Um, the vocals, I 100% agree with. Like, give me something with it, uh, especially on the song uh, "Ski Ya" or "Ski Ye." My bad. Uh, it's probably one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Like, you literally just have some fast words, and then ski at the end of it, and then you keep going. It, it makes no fucking sense. Uh, I, I didn't think that we would get, like, something that's on par or even worse than La Tyler this year, <laughs> but shit, it's pretty fucking close. This year's just full of surprises. It, full of fucking surprises, man. It, it's crazy. Fucking oh man. man! But uh, yeah, oh, was that was it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing, hear, yeah. nothing really much to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 
that's yeah there you have it but uh speaking of surprises uh you guys want to see a dinosaur as we talk about this new theory of a dead man album dinosaur sebastian what you did there all sebastian i know you want to talk about some dinosaurs yeah uh so fun fact about dinosaurs um they are the closest relatives to birds that we have um making them phylogenetically speaking like reptiles so with, for those people that say birds aren't reptiles i'm sorry you are sadly mistaken they are reptiles feathers are modified scales and also birds aren't even real on top of that uh they are just surveillance drones uh scoping out to find new music um for the people like you so speaking of new music we're talking about <laughs> you're of a dead man uh i fucking hate this band i have never heard a single fucking thing that like surprised me or wowed me it's like I'm not going to say it's so bad to the point where it's like it's going to be like Godsmack levels where it like makes me like irritated to listen to. It's just like does this band need to exist still? Like I hate my life was a song that this band released. And the hobos constantly begging for change, you know, and how much he hates them and talking about underage girls and how they look so old. And uh, and how that makes him mad. Uh, I wonder why that makes him mad. I don't know. But this album in particular is definitely just some really just gross ass southern rock. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like it just like it just sounds like abusive husband core to me. Uh, a lot of the time where it's like, oh, I don't know what the problem is. I just keep saying my mind kind of shit. And, like, I, I just hate that kind of stuff so much. The instrumentals are, like, poor as all hell. Just very basic beat-for-beat beat rock. I mean, like, seriously, rock is, like, one of the most bankrupt genres, which we'll... I'll reiterate this point a little bit later on. Uh, rock is just, like, one of the most, like, beaten-to-death genres at this point. And this band is not helping it. Uh, they had a little bit of like a kind of like an altar bridge kind of sound with it later on with like um, a heavier song here and there. Fuck if I can remember which one that was because uh, they all sound the fucking same and all have the same lyrical contents. Uh, and then at the end, he does this like kind of ballad about a girl named Summer, but turned out she was kind of a bummer. Um, that was not direct quote, but might as well be because the writing on this is complete and other fucking shit. Um, yeah, and also, like, his voice is super just, like, it's in the same range the whole time. I'm not saying you have to have a big range. I mean, Jim Morrison made a whole career out of having half an octave register. Uh, this guy couldn't figure that out for the life of him. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just, it sounded like the most boring ass, like, oh, you know what, we're gonna throw these guys in the festival next to, like, I don't know, like Pantera and like a couple of our bands is like the slow act while everybody else gets like drunk again and goes to like the booths and buy shit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan at all. Uh, just the whole like, you know, uh, dinosaur shit on Spotify as well. Nate mentioned it to me and like, you know, I totally forgot about it because I was like kind of listening to it on like a big old nature walk I was doing today. Uh, it kind of made my nature walk a little bit worse, but eh, you know, uh, <laughs> the dinosaur shit was kind of like, you know look at me i'm an inflatable dinosaur suit like i i've never found those to be funny except for like that one uh sully meme where he was like i don't know what it was i, I forgot what song but like <laughs> it was just a guy like throwing like boxer type like punches in a sully costume and it was the funniest shit um yeah 
sorry uh this album sucks two out of ten sorry i i I refuse to talk about this anymore it's so bad no problem no problem (laughs) trent take it away next yeah, see, here's the thing is like, I, you know, I grew up with Theory of a Dead Man, you know, I grew up with, it was my cradle rock, all that like butt rock and uh, grunge stuff. Like, grunge, don't Dead call Man. it grunge. I said, I said butt rock and grunge. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Not refer to this as grunge. That is, no, no, no. What are you talking This is rock. pure grunge. <laughs> yeah, this is Seattle core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, butt rock and grunge. That was my cradle rock. So like Theory of a Dead Man, Breed, Buck Cherry, uh, Stained, all that type of stuff. Seether. Um, Don't forget Seether now. Seether. I nope. I didn't. I didn't listen to Seether. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, uh, and I still don't like Seether to this day. So uh, <laughs> you're not missing much. I know. Yeah. But yeah, this is honestly like another good example of a band that should have just stopped. Um. And yeah, I, you know, like I said, I liked them back in the day because that's what, it, you know, that's what I was listening to because that's what I grew up on. Nowadays, not like it used to be. Um, it's just, you know, like, I, I liked the two songs that were like on the radio and I don't even remember what the fuck they were. Um, but <laughs> this just could have been way better. Uh, even without that like weird rendition of uh, just the two of us. That they did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I fucking forgot. I was gonna say I figured you forgot about that one because you didn't. I, I'm just. I'm trying to. It. I'm trying to repress a lot of this album, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go I very understand. Just... No, I understand. Yeah, it was. This is. It's just a. It's a big L in my opinion. Definitely very very mid. Uh, I gave it a four out of ten because uh, I did find some you know nostalgic value out of it. But yeah, the the writing and everything on this could have just been leagues better or not existed. It's yeah, honestly, uh, there's not going to be much I'm going to add to this uh, either, other than the fact that uh, hey, that they're still somehow kicking Theory of a Dead Man on their eighth album. Did we cover, by the way, their Say Nothing album in 2020? Do we remember if we did? I don't I, think so. I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. I remember I listened to it. I just couldn't remember if it was like on the side and not on the podcast. Because, yeah, I think that was an album. I was like, okay, we don't really need to cover this then. Because, I mean, wow. that At least that album was like just mid, you know. Like that one was just mid, forgettable, you know, just fine, whatever. But this one. This one I couldn't let slide because, wow, the fact that, like, we're bringing, like, this, you know, this is why I brought it up because what is it with these fucking, like, you know, out of their prime, mid-2000s, like, hard rock, alt-rocky, whatever you want to call them, bands that, like, have to have these stupid gimmicks for their later albums. Like, with Three Days Grace, Explosions, Theory of a Dead Man, (laughs) Dinosaur, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was listening to a preschool band here with all these fucking hey. childish names going on. Hey, hey, are you saying dinosaurs are childish? No. I am, a, I am getting a whole ass degree in that shit. Let okay. me tell you something. I'm saying it's childish to make that your album title and not oh. have anything to show for it. Not like, right. you know, because like. Not one dinosaur fact. You, you like, know, because it's, it's, it's. Right, yeah, not one dinosaur fact. We, instead, of we get, <laughs> instead of we get men in their like 40s and 50s dressed up in dinosaur costumes. It's like, okay, cool, awesome. That's not what I asked for. 
Um, but no, it's just like when we listen to explosions, you know, I mean, for one thing, I wasn't expecting anything explosive by for that album by any means, like at all. And kind of spoke for itself since it made, I'm pretty sure all of our top 10 worsts of 2022, but like you kind of, I, I guess to the, like, um, a listener who doesn't know the band, right? Maybe you would expect, like, oh, maybe it's gonna be something pretty cool, you know? I mean, it's called Explosions, but, like, if you're smart, you'll know, oh, no, this is a bad sign. This is gonna be some whack shit, and sure enough, it is. And then when you put on Dinosaur here, it's kind of the same thing, except I wouldn't say it's too whack. I would say more so it's just very, very plain yogurt is just the definition of this album because i mean you can tell that uh the vocals uh tyler Connolly's vocals have just gone to shit you know like it is not at all in their prime i mean he didn't even have the best vocals even like in their prime you know for like you know bad girlfriend or you know hate my life with the hobos and shit but like at least it was like some you know some decent radio-friendly rock music of the mid to late 2000s. You know, like, we could appreciate that aspect of it. But now, if I heard anything off this album on the radio, it's a quick turn-off because, my God, it's it's almost unbearable, you know. Um, instrumentally, I mean, yeah, much like the, uh, the Wicca album, it was just very fine. It was standard, to up to almost up to par, I guess you could say, too. I mean, it's just... Can't really fuck up those types of instrumentals with this type of music, but I mean, just oh god, it's it it's just rough overall. But once again, though, much like the sexy red album, now uh, only thirty four minutes, not too not too terribly yeah, long. Yeah, it's too short. You can get through it pretty quickly, you know, and like you might not even realize it's over, you know, before you know it. But yeah, overall, it's a four and a half out of ten for me as well. I mean. Uh, hey, I, I just needed to include these first three, to be fair, just for some, you know, some competition in the worst albums running, you know, for 2023. And, you know, we're, we're making those numbers rise, you know, in one episode, too. So, like, hey, there you have it. Keep an eye on these albums by the end of the year, because you might see all three of them once again make it. But, yeah, just some bland, bland shit. All right. Moving along, then. We'll start off here with a hopefully better second half with the uh, new album here from Killer Mike titled Michael. And I actually will have Sebastian start this one out. Yeah, Killer Mike's out here with that signature Atlanta style. Uh, Atlanta rap is honestly, like, top tier for me as far as rap goes. I, I obviously outcast. Of you got yourself, you know, you got yourself Killer Mike and so many others. There's just so many awesome groups coming from it and speaking of outcast andre 3000 appeared on the album and uh yeah honestly like michael i was just i was pretty happy with i'm not gonna say it was like the greatest thing in the world um i definitely prefer mike in run the jewels overall but hey let's get started here the the first song down by the law has like one of the most kick-ass, explosive, like, just come-ups with uh, Killer Mike here, you know? He's just, like, shouting from, like, the roofs of, like, Atlanta's big biggest buildings out here, you know? He's, sh he's shouting, hey, 
I'm here. Let's fucking get this shit started. And you got CeeLo coming in with this, like, kick-ass chorus as well. Um, yeah, I I was just enamored. Like, this is definitely a contender for top 10 songs of the year, uh, being down by the law, or down by law. That just, oh my god, like, it was just so powerful. Like, just slaps you in the fucking face. And then, from there, I mean, Shed Tears with Mosey on there as well really fucking good and then run with young thug really good as well and rich um and then scientists and engineers as i mentioned before had like andre 3000 on there as well it's just like some awesome shit like it, this whole entire album just has some like good ass shit on it but the thing that kind of holds it back for me is that i i feel like just the themes that ru that like run the jewels killer mike has versus the themes on michael don't exactly clash well uh to me and i i know like he doesn't you know fully express himself on run the jewels as he would on something like this but like i i'm not a the biggest fan of like some of the theming on here and stuff like that but it's not like the worst thing in the world and also the album does get a little bit slow in the middle section and even towards the end there uh compared to that beginning which was like oh my fucking god like slap in the face atlanta bass just popping it does get a little bit slower a little bit more methodical but at the same time i will say killer mike has his heart just in this and you can definitely hear the passion that he brings no matter if i like the song or not um the guy just knows his way around the mic uh no pun intended <laughs> he just he knows his way and uh he's been doing it really fucking well um definitely one of my favorite rappers out there period uh, i'm not gonna say like this was a bad album by any means i'm still giving it a seven uh, I changed it from, like, it, w it started out as an 8, then a 7.5, then now a 7, because I've listened to it three times. Um, I just think that first half is really good, but that second half just could have been a little bit more, honestly. Uh, it just it, it just didn't really, like, just, like, keep that, like, momentum going that I had in the beginning. Uh, and I, I know he was, like, hyping it up as being, like, you know, this is, I've been working for a long time on this. And you can definitely hear it. Uh, it's not, it's not badly produced in any way, shape, or form. It's just not as much of my thing as Run the Jewels Mike would bring, you know. But, like I said, this is his own thing, and he's doing it very, very well. If you are a fan of Killer Mike, you'll definitely enjoy this. So don't think, like, oh, he's nothing without Run the Jewels. That's not the case. This is still Killer fucking Mike we're talking about. This is definitely, like, one of the best Atlanta rappers out there, period. Absolutely. And, like, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, even if, like, you know, Run the Jewels fan or not, like, you could definitely get down with some Killer Mike solo stuff. Um, Typically, like, you know, with the solo stuff between uh, Killer Mike and LP that I've heard, I actually wasn't, like, fully impressed with the solo stuff because... I agree. Like, I feel like they uh, kind of work together better, you know, rather than just, like, by themselves kind of thing. And uh, it just, you know, it, it kind of shows to me on, like, their stuff. Like, I know, like, rap music by Killer Mike is, like, a really big project of his and everything. And, like, a lot of people liked it. But, I don't know, for me, it just, like, you know, it, it, it didn't hit as hard as I thought it would have you know, personally. And then with uh, LP, the only other solo album I've heard from him was... I I'll sleep or no cancer for cure cancer for cure. I listened to. And like that one was still had like, it's like pretty damn good moments, but 
still nothing to par with uh, uh, Run the Jewels. But no, on this one, I will say I was actually very, very pleased. I mean, like you said it with that intro track, uh, Down by Law. Oh my God, what a way to kick off an album. Honestly, I can see that song making my top 10 best songs of the year alone. And like just to have like CeeLo Green on the back end there, you know, kind of like close the track out. It's just beautiful. It's perfect. You could not have asked for a better opener for this type of album, you know. And uh, speaking of CeeLo, like there's a lot of big features too on this album. You got Young Thug, you got Black, you got Andre 3000, as previously mentioned, Future, Ty Dolla Sign. Currency, two chains, LP himself, you know, there's and in more too. Like it's it's a pretty stacked album in terms of features, which I think is for also good and bad because it's like I don't know, when I think of like, you know, seeing someone as big or in like, you know, the scene as Killer Mike, I would expect to see more uh songs that were just with him, you know, and on this whole album, we literally only have one song. That only just has him on there, uh, which is talking that shit, which I know, like, lyrically, I know it could be under controversy about the whole, like, you know, talk about, like, you know, people who are woke are also broke type of thing. Um, I get it. You know, maybe it's it, it could be a little bit distasteful, but I mean, like, the song itself sounds pretty damn good. So it's like, I mean, you know, take it or leave it. I can understand uh, both sides of the argument there. Uh, we got a uh, Dave Chappelle little... Uh, intro there too on the song run his little like talking bit in the beginning was him which i didn't realize until like you know i re-listened to today and i was like that kind of does sound like dave chappelle then i looked it up i'm like oh it is dave chappelle so pretty cool there as well um i do love kind of i'd love and also don't love the mix of like uh you know the gospel with the hip-hop because i felt like it was a little bit too much of the gospel portion um you know like in shed tears pretty sure run and and rich had a little bit of those moments like it's kind of like scattered throughout the album and like sort of like waves you know like anytime you see that there's gonna be like um a female vocalist featured you kind of know that it's gonna be some sort of gospely song because that's literally like what what's going on here but it's still done very well it's just i could have done like a little less without it but even then still it's some solid like you know hip-hop all around i mean it's it sounds great. Uh, some other good songs here on here. Uh, Two Days, Spaceship Views, Something for Junkies, and Don't Let the Devil. Uh, great songs on here. Great album overall, I would say. Pretty damn good. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, probably, yeah, I, I'd say this is my second favorite of the week as well. And, uh, yeah, Killer Mike. Killing it, as always. Uh, Trent, though, take it away next. Yeah, I also thought that this was a damn good album. Uh, and honestly, I I kind of prefer Killer Mike solo stuff to Run the Jewels, which I know is probably a little surprising. They're both very, very good, don't get me wrong, but something about the solo stuff just, just gets me a little bit uh, hard, I, a little bit harder. Uh, it hits me a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, I I also gave it a, well, I gave it a 7.5. Uh on my second list, and I was like Sebastian. At first, it was an eight point five, and then I was picking up things that, like, I was like, eh. So yeah, seven point five overall. Uh, and honestly, if if you listen to this and you don't like it, what the fuck's going on? Because like, this <laughs> just, Trent just likes banging. it. You have the problem now. I like it. Like, <laughs> no, no, Killer Mike's amazing. He really is. Uh, it it was pretty much banging all the way through. 
you know, you got CeeLo on the first track, and then uh, that Dave Chappelle little skit, which I which threw me off a little bit. Um, and then who was it? Was it Young Thug? The who? Yeah, Young Thug yeah. on the. Yeah, it was a lot of lot of good fucking people on here. Uh, that really really made it. Um, especially that first half. That first half was just it came out fucking swinging. Uh, and then, you know, towards the, towards the second half and, you know, towards the, uh, eventual end of the album, it just, it just, it kind of fell off a little bit, but overall, uh, I think really just the first half really kind of outshines most of that. So, you know, the, the content is heavy, uh, going with the lyrics and stuff like that, especially, uh, in the aforementioned first song down by the law, uh, and Killer Mike really just portrays like how how he feels and when you know when what he thinks and I think it's it's really good. I think he's really good at doing that. Uh, and I think more people, uh, not just like rappers or in, and and like in that genre, but other people in music, could kind of take away from that, uh, like what he does and how he does it. So yeah, overall really fucking good. Seven point five. Killer Mike banging it out. Hell yeah. Moving along now, we got a new album from Queens of the Stone Age in Times New Roman. Trent, take it away. Yeah, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, very, very familiar with this band. Um, and honestly, this album, I think this is this is a comeback, correct? Uh, well, this is definitely their first album since uh, 2017. So yeah, in five years. Yeah. Or, or uh, six years. Six years, my bad. Yeah, it was a little, little bit of a comeback because uh, I... You don't hear much about them. But yeah, honestly, I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, I didn't know what I was really expecting out of it, but I wasn't disappointed. Uh, You know, you had some some cool moments on the first half where they kind of sounded like Mastodon, which was really weird. Um, (laughs) But I picked out like some of like the guitar work and like some of the like sounds like that were used on the guitar or just whatever distortion they use. Like I was like, this sounds like it would be off of uh fucking Leviathan or uh, something. I was going to say like, like that stoner rock style too. I'm sure. Yeah. Definite yeah. stoner rock type of shit. And I was into it. I mean, that's, that's definitely Queens of the stone age for you. Uh, but you know, the second half was mostly chill too. So it was, it, it kind of worked out perfectly. Uh, only thing that got me, I think was like some of the outros or intros or, some shit was like it was just way too drawn out which i didn't really think made sense but it didn't take away uh much from it uh again overall good job uh queens of the stone age seven out of ten for me good old music corner seven it's some good shit hell yeah uh sebastian take it away next i oh man I need to listen to more of this band because I don't want this to be like my full impression of them. That's right. This is your introduction, isn't it? Yeah. And this is your introduction. Remember he said when I, when I, uh, I recommended the other week. Yeah. Fuck. My God. Yeah. We got to get you listening to more Queens of the Stone. Songs for the deaf. We got to get you on that. Oh, you got to listen. I will. Because like, if this is them, like a little bit, like not, I I shouldn't say past their prime, but you know what I mean? Like just years. They're older. They're older. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would like to hear them when they're like more hungry because I just was not feeling anything on this album. Uh, it just left me. I- I'm gonna say it sounded good, 
Uh, it didn't sound like just anything I haven't heard before. Because, like I say, rock is kind of bankrupt right now. Um, they they had a couple parts where like the music would swell into like this cool like, uh, kind of like phaser effect, and that was cool here and there. But a lot of songs were drawn out. The vocals were just really just stagnant. Um. I mean, I guess, like, for stoner rock, it's not, like, the most, like, repetitive, uh, nauseating thing. Uh, just, I don't know, I just didn't feel it. Like, if, I, I saw some people, like, on, like, you know, th forums and should I go on talk about, like, oh, this is amazing. Like, people are comparing this to the new Foo Fighters, and I did not see that at all. Um, not to say, like, you know... It's, like, uh, way worse. This is not, like, a bad album. Believe me, I've heard worse. Uh, just go back, you know, uh, 10 or 15 minutes into this episode, and uh, you'll hear some bad shit. Um, but, yeah, this was just very middle-of-the-road, just boring rock albums I've heard. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it, like, a 5 out of 10. That's fair. That's a fair rating for it. Because, um, yeah, like, it definitely isn't, you know, Queens of the Stone Age in their prime prime for sure but like on the contrary to you know theory of dead man i mean at least like the oh yeah the like, quality here yeah at least it's not insufferable lyrically speaking like this is still tight in that rest in that aspect for sure and like considering too that this is actually like a the the third part of a trilogy you know with uh like clockwork and villains like us being like both the first and second respectively in this trilogy um, just like, you know, I, I guess like, you know, with dealing with ups and downs in life, I mean, like, uh, ooh, yeah, Josh, Ho Josh Holm, Hom, I think that's how you say it, right? Josh Hom? Anyway. Or Homie. Yeah, Josh Homie. That's it. Yeah. He's like dealt with like a lot of shit in his life. I've heard like, you know, he being like diagnosed with cancer recently and like custody battle with kids and like all that, and, like, other health issues, and legal stuff and all that. It's definitely been ups and downs for him and i mean like what the better way to express all of that than you know his music and uh, yeah on this one it's it, it it was an interesting one like i thought i liked it a lot more a lot more than when the first time i heard it but like second listen i could give it like a fair like this was like good but definitely like you know isn't like some of their best stuff which makes sense i mean you're like years after your prime and everything and like you know you're kind of making garage rock almost but like the thing is with me is that like i actually couldn't get down with this because of the vocals and the style of them because anytime i listen to garage rock it like songs that sound like you know paper machete or negative space it's like those instrumentals that i can actually get down with but like any other garage rock band would just have like weird fucking effects going on with their vocals that actually sounds like they're singing in a garage and i think that mixing style is just awful and un almost unlistable to me personally so to have his standard vocals you know standard mixing on top of that the uh those instrumentals on those songs for example it's like almost a breath of fresh air so like that's what really like adds the shine for this album to me um surprisingly this doesn't really happen to me often but like the intro track obscenery and the last track straight jacket fitting i actually could have gone without i felt obscenery was kind of ruined by josh's falsetto during the chorus and then everything else was kind of kind of like average throughout the rest of the song and then straight jacket fitting i mean it's just a long song you know and it 
you know, I just don't really see any reason to have this long of a song from Queens of the Stone Age this late in their career. I could have really gone without that whole thing, but, you know, I digress there. Uh, but even then, uh, still, like I said, Paper Machete and Negative Space, two of, like, my favorite songs on this one. I especially love the riffs in Negative Space. Like, re-listening to it today, I was kind of like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, the, the riff in the beginning there that kind of, like, becomes the main one throughout the whole song is just mwah, anything I could ask for with the style of music. Uh, some other good ones here, too. Time and Place, uh, Carnivore, What the People Say, and Emotion Sickness. Definitely some other solid ones on here. And uh, overall, solid album by Queens of the Stone Age. I'm, I'm still very impressed that they can still sound as good as they do now, you know, this late into the career and, like, you know, being a band for, God, almost 30 years, which is crazy to think about. But, hey, good on them for sticking around. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 for me. And, uh, yeah, check it out if that's your thing, for sure. But all right, we have one more album to go here, and that is the new Kim Petras album, Feed the Beast. Yes, Kim Petras is here with her full debut studio album, which I, you, you, you kind of like, you know, forget that this is actually is the debut because like she's had a couple big mixtapes like Clarity and Turn Off the Light, you know, like some pretty good ones too. I mean, Clarity, I actually really enjoyed that mixtape project, but I almost forget that it actually is a mixtape because it just seems like a full-on album but um yeah no this is like a debut album here from kim and i well i've heard that like i guess like critics are pretty mixed about it and we're expecting something more inspired and all and like saying that this is like a disappointment from our other albums which okay maybe you can sure make that argument because it doesn't sound like you know anything different it kind of does sound like any top 40s pop song you would hear on the radio like for all of these songs but honestly she kind of kills it you know this one kind of reminded me of the whole ava max project that we listened to earlier this year like it kind of gave me that sort of vibe and everything it doesn't i mean a little bit different here and there i, th- I felt like the ava one was a little bit more um i think it was a little bit more up in the uh dance pop sector of it all but uh kim doesn't disappoint on this one at least to me you know i mean like alone with Nicki minaj you got a thousand pieces revelations hit it from the back Mm, banger right there uh coconuts which was a single from 2021 i believe that's now making an appearance on this album which i was like yeah sure why not you know put it on there and also unholy being a uh, bonus track on here which is probably the song that like really popped off uh kim petras's career it kind of made sense but like what's kind of interesting too is that like you you kind of if you kept an eye on kim petras right you kind of saw that this like big breakout was going to happen when uh she was signed to what label was it? when she was signed to republic records um with her ep slut pop I, something like something about that seeing that i was like there's gonna be a blow up here you know like this is just like the very beginning of what's going to like pop off her whole career. And sure enough, the same year we got unholy, which is like both her and probably Sam, one of Sam Smith's like biggest songs to date, maybe not the biggest for him, but definitely of the year and definitely what helped blow up his Gloria album. And, um, it's, it, 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 I think it's just like a fine song. I mean, I could honestly take it or leave it, but I'm just glad that like, you know, she's getting like the recognition she deserves. 
But yeah, this album's still just overall a great house hyper poppy. Well, nah, not so much hyper pop, but definitely like house dance pop type of thing going on, a little disco inspired throughout. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, pretty, uh, some could say cookie cutter, but I really fucked with it. It was my favorite of the week. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. And yeah, honestly, definitely worth checking out. Don't listen to the, don't listen to those big kid critics over there. Just listen to this shit if you want to just dance and feel away at some like sex positivity. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely with the energy that we're going to try to get here with Kim Petras. But yeah, uh, Sebastian, take it away next. Uh, oh, uh, pretty similar here. Uh, Kim Petras is definitely not reinventing the wheel here with just like kind of like dance pop with a little bit more of a sexual tinge. I I kind of thought of it as like, uh, just like kind of copying the same styles that, like that Dua Lipa, that Ava Max, you know, kind of stuff. But like, it's still good. Um, I I definitely don't think this is bad by any means. If you like Dua Lipa, if you like Ava Max. Add Kim Petras. Uh, it's it's not crazy different. I, I will say what kind of sets this album back compared to the um, the other two in, that I mentioned. It's just some of it is a little bit corny to me. And it's not like really bad because it's pop. I'm not expecting masterful songwriting. I'm not expecting introspective deep lyrics or anything like that. I mean, not saying pop can't do that. But in general, pop is not meant to be like super like, you know, oh. You know, I could definitely think on that. Uh, but, like, with, like, the song Coconuts, for example, I felt like that was kind of, like, one of my, like, kind of least favorite tracks as far as, like, just the way uh, it was kind of, like, it, it kind of reminded me of, like, a 70s, like, really cheesy disco song in, like, the stuff that would, like, inspire the whole, like, disco riot at that, uh, I think it was the Chicago Stadium or whatever it was whatever that historical event was i feel like that is like the kind of disco shit that would inspire that um just super like cheeky kind of stuff but then again like you get songs like hit it from the back and stuff like that that kind of like rectifies the whole situation uh pun intended but yeah it's um it's still pretty good it has a lot of good moments kim petras vocally is very solid as well uh, she does a really good job navigating through her, like, passaggio, through her vocal break, extremely, extremely well, honestly. There were just a lot of, uh, just really good highlights here vocally for her. And, yeah, I mean, if this is a debut, sky is the fucking limit for Mirror, because, you know, if you can come out swinging like this, who knows? Uh, you can, you can easily, easily become, like, another pop diva alongside the greats out here. And also, representation, too. Um, when I first heard Holy, I hated it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think Holy is, like, one of the most, like, like vanilla, trying not to be vanilla songs out there. And I was like, oh, this Kim Petras definitely saves the song, for sure. Um, and, yeah, it, it definitely stuck the landing. I was kind of, like, hyped to hear it and... Yeah, little did we know. I just, I would just be really enamored with it. But yeah, I'm gonna all that for just the seven. Um, it's good, but a little bit cheeky, a little bit corny here and there, and it's definitely not reinventing the dance pop wheel because we've heard this exact kind of like retro infused dance pop kind of stuff, you know, just with Ava Max this past year, and then Dua Lipa a couple years before that. So yeah, if you like that kind of stuff. 
definitely check out definitely check out Kim here. She does a good job. Sounds good, hell yeah. Uh, Trent, take it away. Yeah, uh, this was a surprising like for me. Uh, I really, I really liked it. Uh, I think the the sexiness mixed with the humor, uh, it really got me going. Uh, which is, it's a big step up from what I usually like, as we saw with like Janelle Monet or with others who were kind of like that. Um, I I thought I had heard Coconuts before when you said it was a single from 2021. I was like, that makes so much sense because yeah. I knew I had heard it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it really is a banger, <laughs> and which is sad because I would love to put it on my top ten songs or at least an honorable. Right, one, but that's a fat rip. Um, but yeah, but just the the line right off the rip, like my coconuts, you can put them in your mouth, like just right in the beginning of the fucking song. It just didn't even give you like time to think. It just cracks me up. Um, the f- the features honestly weren't like too bad. Um, it's, it's funny that we get two Nicki Minaj features in one week. Hell yeah. Um, which I'm not complaining about because those, I mean, they were both good. They were both good features. They were. Both good features, yeah. So, no, overall, I think it was a really, really good album. Uh, it is my favorite album of the week uh, at a surprising 8 out of 10. Um, again, definitely definitely a banger. And uh, Apparently, she's opening for Jodas Brothers on August 4th. Was she really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I already have a show that day, too, so that's unfortunate. I'm seeing an Alter Bridge yeah. and Seven Dust that day. <laughs> what is that? Shoreline Amphitheater? I I can't even see where that's at. Where's that at? Oh damn! I, somewhere I don't know is where that's at. <laughs> yeah, sir. Sir, I know her solo tour is happening soon, and like she's not coming anywhere near us. I think like Chicago is the closest date or whatever. But damn, like I would actually go to that too. But I'm sure she'll be yeah. back. Yeah, it's Jonas Brothers with Conan Gray and Kim Pentris. Damn. Well, shit. All right. Yeah. What the hell? Hey. Anyone listening? You you got you got you got nothing going on that day. There you go. Now you do. Now you do. Now you do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, there you have it with the new week. Uh, before we go, album recommendies going on at you. Um, I got one. I got one. You got oh, tr- Trent's got out because I I don't think this came out when we recorded uh, oh. last. Uh, unless it did, unless you already talked about it, but it was the Upon Lost Singles. Oh, no, yeah, that came out, uh, it was like last it week. Came out, we had already yeah, recorded. Ago. Yeah. yeah. I need to talk about these, because, man, do they fucking slap. This is Knocked Loose coming out with two singles. Uh, and after the release of what is now probably in my one of my top 10 favorite albums of all time. I'll include it, even though it's an EP. Um, but Terror of the Fabric of Life, they're coming out with these two bangers, like Deep in the Willow and Everything is Quiet Now. Such good songs, uh, especially for the kind of mid-year that we've had. Um, really, really gives me hope for the end of the year and uh, beginning of next year if they do come out with an album. Uh, I will be very fucking happy if they do. But yeah, the Upon Lost singles... Uh, are very, very knocked loosey. Uh, so if you if you like knock loose, or if you're like Billie Eilish and want to watch them from the side stage, <laughs> um, there you have it. Fucking knock loose, motherfucker. That's good to say, knock loose, motherfucker. <laughs> dude, fuck yeah. Also, the, the videos wild. Oh, I know, right? Isn't like another like murder thing too, like hiding? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's, it looks like a looks like a Wes Anderson. They're not Wes Anderson. Fuck. What are they? I somebody said something. But I Tarantino. Can't remember. No, no. I, I would say it kind of looks like a Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. I could see that one. Yeah. I saw. I saw. I saw a Wes Anderson meme like recently. So that's why he's on. Oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's but no, yeah, bangers, bangers on bangers. Gotta love it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they have an album coming because like it just says upon lost singles, so like you know like okay, maybe an album called Upon Loss is coming here. But like oh yeah, they're teasing us a little bit. They're just keeping us you know keeping us fed. Keeping on your toes. You on your toes. Hell yeah. Uh, Sebastian, what you got for us this week? Oh, <laughs> you know what. I was gonna say it. Like I've been, I, I, I decided to like watch a movie last night because like I was just like I, I wanted to have like a good comfort movie because um I've been, you know, just been teaching a lot lately, so my mind has been just numb. So I needed like just like a positive, happy movie. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I like the Goofy movie soundtrack. Oh, uh, that's just kind of dang it. Out of uh, all the fucking comfort movie soundtracks, that was not what I expected. I, I didn't just listen. I like watched the movie, but like the music in the movie is pretty fucking good. <laughs> Always okay? good. Like, like Eye to Eye is like it's basically like a fucking like power pop Prince kind of thing, and it just it fucking excels. Like Tevin Campbell is such a good fucking vocalist. <laughs> yes, uh, right. Um, and like obviously, uh, so like a while ago, Nate showed me this fantastic fucking Atlanta episode that oh, uh, featured this movie and its plot. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, um, a plot, plot quote with quotes around it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, man, it's <laughs> it's a uh, it's a good movie. Just check it out. I mean, like I, I I'm sorry, like I haven't been like. Other than the albums that we listen to, I'm not listening to, like, much music on the side because I've just been, like, so overloaded with just, like, research and shit. So, like, I apologize if I've not been bringing, like, full-on, like, banger albums, but... What you talking Dude, this is a banger album. Okay, <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say, yeah. this is, like, this is peak right here. Yeah, like, like if y'all want some good shit, check out that Goofy Movie soundtrack because, like... Yeah, that shit's good. That shit's pretty or, good. Or just watch the Goofy movie because it's honestly, good. just do that. Yeah, like literally though. Like, yeah, Goofy exploding in a fucking orb. Like, come on, Dude. nobody thought about that. Like, nobody thought about it. And then also like the scene where like Goofy almost dies and you hear him yell and it's like not his signature yell. That shit, like that shit hurt me. The it's true, beautiful. the true fatherhood of a black man, right there, <laughs> right there in the Goofy. <laughs> Don't spoil the episode of Atlanta. <laughs> no, it's just a teaser. It's just a teaser. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh my oh god. My yeah, god. yeah. That that's also like a, a, a mini recommendation. Like for anyone who hasn't even watched Atlanta, like Me. The, the honestly watch what was it called? The goof who sat by the door. I believe it's called. Yeah, the yeah. goof who sat by the door in season four. It's Wait, like what is Atlanta on? Oh, uh, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Oh fuck! We it's, just got it's a banger like, all throughout, dude. It, oh, it's so worth. It. I mean, I don't know if you have cable still, but it's on like FX. So hey. I don't know. Hey man, no, unless yeah, Netflix. Cable, like, three years ago. Hey, if you want to try, I'll give you my Hulu. Whatever. If you want to watch Atlanta, let's do it. It's worth but, it. It's so. There's worth some it. anime on Hulu too, isn't there? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Come no. on, you know, you know. If you know, you 
they got they got Baki on there, and that shit's like just jujitsu, but people ripping each other's flesh off. It's great. Got a little Baki. Hell yeah. Uh, for yeah. me though, I'm going to go with a classic one from the '90s here. A little JJ, a little Janet Jackson, a little The Velvet oh. Rope. Oh, that's so good. Gonna, oh my god. Gonna rope you up into I this one. Janis Joplin. Oh, that what is she nineties too? No, but it's Wait. JJ. Yeah, it is JJ. It is JJ. You said I'm gonna go with JJ. I was like, oh Janis Joplin. Nope. <laughs> no, Janet Jackson. I mean, I've I've heard I've I've heard the stories, the rumors about how this album is just so influential, how its legacy is just held up so well. You know, the emotion, the raw emotion on this one from Janet, you know, with like self worth. Violence and same-sex relationships—it's just like, you know. I was like, "All right, I gotta see what's popping." And this album with the, just a beautiful fusion of R and B, trip hop, pop—you know—it's it's great. It was actually a really good listen. Um, definitely one of those albums that's better to listen to in full than to like break it up, especially with like the length of it. I would say, um, quite a bit of interludes too for my likings i would have to admit as well but like even then the music just holds up so well so you know got your songs like you got till it's gone go deep together again excuse me um it's no it's great it is a really really good album so glad i got to listen to it if you haven't already please check it out the velvet rope janet jackson and with that, that is going to do it with the entire episode now. Trump Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining Yee yee. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been a Music Corner with the Weeks and Weeks.